What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Subject to Change. Uh, it is 4.40, so that means Tyler Hero was 10 minutes late to the show, but we, oh, still, love him. we still got him. What'd you say? You're lying. No, see, okay, he was actually seven minutes late. Let me not uh, add any extra bonus minutes. Yeah, some technical difficulties on this end. Okay. All right. Yeah, see, Baba wasn't doing it, so you had to do something on your own, and all of a sudden you start showing up late. <laughs> What's going on, man? Man, I'm just here, happy to be here. Appreciate you having me on. No doubt, bro. What are you up to right now, man? Uh, right now, I just uh, worked out this morning. Uh, got a, a little workout in, just spending time with my friends, family right now. Just got a week until we, you know, head to Orlando. So just trying to yeah. all in. We'll be gone for three or four months, so it's gonna be a while. You got the uh, you got the apartment all fixed up and everything everything looks good or the house the house not the apartment. Yeah, no, it's good now. Everything's good. I'm hoping Baba can take care of some things while I'm gone. Look like a brand new crib when I get back, so we'll see. The is that is the ping pong table set up yet or no? No, the ping pong table is in the same exact spot it was when you came over. So it's laying in like a literally a thousand pieces. No, nah, we put it back in the box. We're trying to get it back to Dick's because uh, Baba said there's a piece missing. And Baba was saying that when I was there. That's what I'm saying. Yo. Oh, man. We might have to get Baba on here and ask what the hell he's been up to because ain't <laughs> getting done over there. God <laughs> On his end of things, not at all. So you, you leave when for Orlando? Uh, July 8th. So I think that's next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, you ready? Yeah, I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be could, different. It's gonna bring back the AU uh, memories. I, we're gonna get into all that. You miss AU, bro? For sure, of course. AU is always fun. Except this time, it's gonna be AU on steroids. You're gonna be, you're gonna be, you know, you might be right, right across the 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 hotel room floor from Bronny or something crazy like that. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, it's crazy. Might hit the ice machine, ice machine up, and Kyrie is Kyrie playing? Do we know that? I don't think he is. Not playing. I I know there's a couple guys not playing for a couple different reasons. There's there's a lot of people saying this is going to be the 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 hardest finals to win in history to date. You think that's true? Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be different because everyone's going in with the equal fair fair play. Like you know, everyone's healthy um, for the guys that are going back and playing, everyone's healthy. You know, teams have been offered three to four months and it's all the best teams going on. They only brought 22 teams for a reason. So I think it's going to be really competitive. Um, I like to understand. Uh, do you know where you guys are sitting right now in the in the standings in the East? Yeah, we're fourth right now. So you guys are fourth and, and they're bringing the other teams down there to fight for the eighth seed. If you have any chance at an eight seed, right, you go down. Yeah, that the only spot that they're playing for is the eighth seed in the East and the in the West. But I think the they only brought nine teams out the East and thirteen out the West. So there's still there's still four teams alive for that eight seed in the West and only one the Pelicans, right? No, the uh, the Wizards in the East. Are the Pelicans down there? They are, right? Yeah, they're down there in the West with I think it's the Phoenix Pelicans, Trailblazers, and somebody else. I didn't know New Orleans was uh, in the West. I didn't know that. I don't follow it enough. But 
everybody's going to be tuned in, you know, coming, come July. You, uh, what have you been doing quarantine-wise to keep, you know, in shape and ready for, for the bubble? Uh, just staying myself, staying active, getting my work in like I always do, just whether it's lifting, going on runs, um, getting in a, a gym, just getting, you know, the ball in my hands somewhere, somewhere, somehow, just what I'm all about. So I really just try any way possible to get it done. Shooting on your, uh, shooting on your court out in the driveway out there? Right, you know about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about the, the driveway ones. It didn't go too well for me, but we're not going to talk about all that. Uh, <laughs> did Jimmy give you that hoop? Yeah, Jimmy sent that to uh, everyone on our team. It was nice that I moved into a crib because now I have a driveway. If I was still in the apartment, I wouldn't be able to put it anywhere. I'd have it in the middle of the street. You'd have, to set, you'd have to set it up in the living room and put it to like eight five and really get to it. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, Jimmy. Jimmy's a different animal. What'd you say? I said the people that live below me would be sick. Sick. But Jimmy, Jimmy. So he set the whole team basketball hoops. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's a power move. You, uh, you and Jimmy been acquainted since uh, you got to Miami. Obviously, you guys are you know spending time. For sure, that's my dog. Jimmy's a tremendous leader. People see Jimmy like a bad person, a bad teammate. They they don't even know like the the other half of Jimmy. He's so competitive and wants to win. That's why um, the he and Jimmy are mesh well together, and that's why he loves it down here. Just, we're competitive. Everyone on the team knows that Jimmy's our guy and that's who we're, we're riding with. Yeah, when did, when did you start to figure that out with Jimmy right away? Um, well, yeah, I worked out with him actually before the season in Chicago. Right. He flew me out there. We were just working out and I knew then he was a good dude. Like for him to even let me come work out with him was, you know, something that I took to heart. So yeah, he's a great teammate, great guy. Yeah, Jimmy, he's a Chicago kid, right? No, he's from uh, Tomboy, Texas. He's from Texas? I thought he was from Chicago. No, nah, he uh, he might have went to a JUCO in Chicago, but you know he went to Marquette. I know, yeah, I knew he went to went to Marquette. And then, no, he's from Tomboy, Texas. Okay, I didn't know that. But, he, yeah, he spent time in, uh, in the home state for – how many years did he go to Marquette? He went to a JUCO? Yeah, JUCO. I think he did three years, two or three years at Marquette. Got you. He was he had, a killer at Marquette too. Oh my God, a dog! You remember actually watching watching Marquette games with him playing? Yeah, for sure. I don't know how old we would have been. Probably, we'd probably been like mid middle school going into high school. No, yeah, we'd probably be like twelve. Yeah. Oh, younger than that. How old is he? He's thirty. Huh? He just turned thirty. We're, tw I'm twenty. So. Damn, he's thirty. That means he's living the supermax life, right? Damn near. Oh yeah, he's living good. Yeah, uh, he's not having any financial issues. We know, we know that. But he's like the most interesting dude in the league. I always say say that. But he's always doing, he's always doing something. What what has he done like off the court stuff like that, like is different from everybody else? Um, he's always playing soccer. Yeah, no, off the court he's like totally to himself. He don't really have much like people he talks to except his people, like his boys. His his people, obviously the people that live with him are around him, and yeah, he'll he'll play paddle tennis. Um, the hell's paddle tennis? It's like a, I don't know if it's called paddle tennis or what it is, but they play it. It's not tennis, but they play it. It's like on a turf field, 
It's tough. On a turf field? Yeah. Not pickleball? No, hell no. You know what pickleball is? Yeah. All right, I was going to say, you, you, you can't grow up in Wisconsin school system and not play pickleball. I know you did in high school. <laughs> but it's not, it's not pickleball? No, it ain't pickleball. This, they play that shit all the time. They play soccer. Um, Jimmy plays cards. Uno, he loves Uno. He finds a way to win all the time. He's, he, he loves Uno. Uh, what else? He's got his YouTube channel. I know that. I've seen some of that stuff. Yeah, the thing with Jimmy is, though, he doesn't even really care about, like, social media. He is someone that, you know, does that all for him. He's just so, laid back. He don't pay attention to much. So he just, he just lives and then has other people capture it. And then, you know, do they run his accounts pretty much? Yeah. What about you? You think it's something like that or no? Yeah, I do. Right now it's cool for sure. So you don't think you, you'd be at a point where you want somebody else running it? I don't know. I don't know how much followers I'm going to end up getting. I don't know what it's going to look like. You just go drop go drop 35 in the bubble one game and see what happens to your followers. <laughs> that is going to be nutty, bro. Bro, every, when it comes down to, like, viewership, I don't think there will be – this would be more than the Super Bowl when this thing kicks off. No, nah, everybody's going to be watching the whole world. What you? What do you guys have to do? Do you know what you got to do when you get down there, before you get down there, precautionary? Are you – getting tested all the time and, and all that stuff? We're still getting tested every time we go into the arena. Um, but when we get there, they, we pretty much got to go through a little process of, like, getting tested. I think they said we have to go through two negative tests before, like, we can go to the bubble. So like, oh, just to get in? Yeah, I mean, you can go get tested, go to your room, come out of your room to get tested again in 24 hours, and then you go back in your room after two negative tests, then you can, like, start playing and stuff. Yeah. So there, there's, there's like, two or three different COVID tests. There's the one that, you know, they shove that swab all the way up into your brain. I've had that one. And then there's, like, a blood, like, prick your finger type thing. Which yeah. one are they doing with y'all? They, they, they did the – at first, they were doing the one where they put it all the way up your nose. Now they just put it, like, right to the surface, not too far up, and just twist yeah. it for, like, 15 seconds, do the other nostril for 15 seconds, and that's it. Okay, so those are both PCR tests. I didn't know. Have you been tested blood-wise or not yet? Uh, no, nah, just for, like, to see if I have the antibodies. Yeah. Damn, so you're going to have to do all that, you know, getting down there. you got to have two negatives to get into the damn bubble. Yeah. And then – did you see the setup on Twitter today? Did you see the pictures of that? Yeah. It's going to be tough. I saw y'all's, y'all's court made it in there. Not everybody's court is down there, right? Uh, I don't – is it? I'm not sure. I saw I saw Miami and Indiana in, like, uh, did you see, like, the ballroom, like, ceiling? Yeah, there's, well, there's, there's multiple on campus. There's, like, plenty of practice facilities. Dude. That's crazy. It's going to look like a whole city down there. Yeah, it's going to be lit. <laughs> oh, my gosh, bro. If you need anything, you're going to have to, like, call in, a like, a support helicopter, and they're just going to drop it in the middle. That's nuts, bro. It's going to be like Call of Duty slash – okay, Olivia, my girlfriend, when I was telling her about this, and she, like, knows sports and stuff, but she's not watching NBA every night, she yeah. was like – I was telling her, like, yeah, they're all going to go down there. They're going to get their hotel rooms and chill and blah, 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 and play. She was like, oh, my God, is Tyler excited? That is so cool. It's like it's like summer camp. I mean, they're going to come out of there with, like, 
best friends that they never even thought that they were going to meet. I mean, oh my gosh, that is just that. Hold on. I wrote it down. She said summer camp. She described it as summer camp on steroids. Hold on. Oh yeah. She, she wants to come up. She wants to chill. Oh yeah. She, she's goofy. Summer camp on steroids. She said, uh, she said, what about the cafeteria? She's like, I wonder if it's going to be like high school, you know, like who's going to sit at LeBron's table. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I was like, you might have to come on the podcast just to say what you just said. To me. Right. That's funny. That's hilarious. She was geeked though. She was geeked. She's so excited about watching and, and everything and, and hearing about it. It's funny. People's different perspectives on it, but Hey, that's, that's how many months you could be down there for what? Five, six? No, the max would be like three and a half. Three months? That's still a long time. No, it is for sure. And you prepare to be down there for three months, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, that's what we're planning on, what we hope for. Is it still seven-game series? Yeah, it's a normal playoffs. So, okay. So it'll be normal, normal everything in the playoffs. There's eight games before the playoffs, seeding little things for the seeding games, and then – Normal playoffs. It'll be fun. Do you know how many how many like people your organization's bringing or not really? I want to say 35, 35 or thirty seven. It's one of those two. So like thirty to forty people per team. Yeah. You're bringing. You said they're bringing what 20, 20 How many teams? Twenty two. Twenty two. Yep. We we're jumping we're jumping way way far ahead. I planned on. I figured we would just start talking, but I wanted to kind of knock out different things. Um, like early on, you know, with you talking high school before that, uh, and then kind of move our way through where you're at right now. Um, but the first thing I had from high school, uh, you know, is we talked about AAU. So you played for Playground Elite. Is that who you still claim? Yeah, I'm still Playground Elite. You know, that's not even a thing anymore, right? Yeah, shit, we got Team Hero in Milwaukee now. Yeah, Team Heroes there. Hey, you got a – I'm going to shout him out right now. You got a young – you got a young kid, going to be a junior. I don't know if you know who he is. He's, he's a Kimberly kid. Uh, little Pav, Jackson Pavletsky. Yeah, Jackson, he's tough. Tough. He's skilled. He's like me, low key. No, nah, high key, bro. I, I Listen, so I walk into an open run uh, when I'm back home, and Pavletsky's in there. I don't even know who this kid is. But I see him, he's got the short shorts on, right? So he's got his things rolled like six, seven times. <laughs> he's got, uh, he's got a, a Phenom U uh, shirt with like Team Hero or something like that. I'm like, the hell is this kid? And then all of a sudden he's doing like your little like run. I'm like, okay, that's weird. And then he gets to his midi, right? And he throws it out and he comes, he comes at somebody. He throws it out and hard in and outs into a mid pull up knocks it down and he does his little hop backwards like like you do i'm like bro this kid has been watching tyler 24 7. no bro jackson used to be at my house all the time because him and austin used to play together see that's where i recognize him from i'm like where do i know this kid from but he's an fea kid so he played in the conference i played in i mean if there's a couple of good dudes in that league but he might be player of the year next year i would be I'd be kind of shocked if he wasn't, but yeah, he's good. What's it like now having an AU team? It's cool. They right now the COVID messed it all up. This like, was supposed to be your first year of officially having one. 
Yeah, we've been, we're on the EYBL and everything. Really? Yeah, but um, I think next year will be good. We're about to start playing in, I think, late July, August. We'll play a couple tournaments, but they canceled the EYBL. So, but yeah, we got some some youngins that are tough. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some, there's some tough ones coming up in, in Wisconsin. But did you uh, – was EYBL, that was your favorite uh, circuit to play on? Yeah, I mean, it's the most competitive. It was crazy just going like every every game you're playing against somebody who's going high major, multiple dudes. And it was it was fun. I, I liked Adidas too. Like when like we were running Adidas. Yeah. Especially I was cooking on Adidas circuit. That was my circuit. That's when I that's when I took off with my the Adidas circuit. Definitely. That, that I was gonna say what I don't know what tournament. I think it was Texas. Might have been Dallas. I think you got to going crazy there. That was when that was our last year playing together. I think right. Yeah, sixteen U. Sixteen U, and then you played your last year on the EYBL. What yeah. was uh, a lot of kids always? I put this thing out on Instagram asking people what they wanted to know from from you, and a lot of them were talking about you know like your mentality on the court. And I can always tell people anytime they ask me about you, like you can see it in his eyes when he doesn't have his Dior sunglasses on. You can see <laughs> it in his eyes, right? He's crazy. But uh, talk a little bit about your mentality. Uh, are those Dior, by the way? Did I get that right? Nah, man. He's Gucci. Oh, okay. Just Gucci. <laughs> All right, go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, was looking, I was looking for my Ray-Bans. I can't find them. I'll find them another time, though. Uh, but anyways, now tell me, there, there's kids out there wondering how you develop the mentality, what your mentality kind of is with the game of basketball. Give them kind of an insight of what, you know, your mind, not everything in your mind, because I don't need them knowing what's really going on up there. Just <laughs> basketball to you, all right? Go ahead. All right, bet. Um, I mean, my mentality really changed probably like that, like we were saying, that 15U, 16U. A college coach who was recruiting me, I ain't going to say no names, told me, he was like, if you want to play at this level, you got to be different. Like your mentality's got to be different. You just got to go about things different than other people. And I was like, all right, bet. So that kind of just changed the way I thought of really in, in life and in with basketball. The biggest thing was just like being different and just working, just work. Yeah. I changed my mentality then. That was a big time. And then also when I didn't make the McDonald's game, that like turned me up. That was just like, I was sick. I didn't make that game. Yeah, snub. Yeah. It's five o'clock. Yeah, I was sick though. <laughs> Is that yours? Yeah, I think it just said it's five o'clock. But yeah, I was sick when I didn't make that game, and then that's really when I turned up right there, mentality-wise. But really, it's just being different and just having the edge. You got to be able to have an edge somewhere. What about uh, what about on court? Like, what are you thinking out there? On court. Yeah, because kids think it's something where you can just hear somebody say it and then apply it. I want them to hear it and then try to develop their own way of, of thinking. Like we're talking about, you know, a kid like Pavletsky, he's trying to emulate a lot of things, but eventually it just becomes you and, and your mentality and you have to make it your own. But like out there, I mean, I don't know what your mentality is or what you're thinking about, but if there is something, let them know. Yeah, um, yeah, I like that. Like, I think no kid's ever going to be, like, have the same mentality as me or the same mentality as you or anybody, really. So, like, 
you just have to, like you said, find your own, your own way of doing something and somehow be the best at it or be one of the best at it. And on the court for me, I, I know how hard I work. So when I get to the games, that's the easiest part for me. Like I love playing in front of 25,000 people with the lights on, everybody wearing, you know, my jersey. Like that turns me up. Like, cause I, I know how much shots I, I put up and what I do. So like in the game, I just go to those, the things I worked on, it just happens naturally. Yeah, you, you you don't even think out there, do you? I try not to. Yeah. I mean, I'm re, there's a book, Relentless, about – I bring it up on here a few times. But Tim Grover, I don't know if you know who that is, from The Last Dance. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was MJ, Kobe, uh, Dwayne Wade, all these guys, you know, trainer and, and fitness guy. But he always talks about how, I mean, the, the upper echelon guys have this way of, like, not thinking when they're out there. Like yeah, that's that. That's kind of like that zone. And there was this other thing about about watching film, and he said MJ used to say, uh, MJ used to say uh, once he got to a certain point in his career, he said, um, "Why the hell would I watch film on somebody else? They sure as hell better be watching film on me, though." So yeah. like they they didn't think out there. They weren't overcrowded up here. It was all kind of like pure, right? And thinking about what they've worked for and all that so you're looking at spots on the floor and trying to get to them yeah I mean for sure yeah. like working on like I, like I said I work on things that I'll do in the game um and the heat have helped me with that too of like what we work on is something that I'm gonna do in the game so like I'm not like growing up you know how the trainers got you like doing putting the cone on the thing and doing this like that was cool as a as a young kid, but now it's like I don't even I don't need to do that stuff anymore. It's like I just do the stuff that I'm gonna do in the game and try to perfect it. Yeah, they like to say that if you watch an NBA, they tell kids this all the time. I think top 100 camp that we were at, they said something like, uh, they were like, you know, all you that that bring in you know 500 cones to a gym and you know chairs and pads and are jumping over things and doing all this goofy stuff, go watch you know, Damian Lillard, go watch Kyrie, go watch any of these guys work out. And the only thing you're going to see is a basketball, an NBA player, and a trainer in a hoop, and that's it, right? Yeah. Is that is that pretty on par for what you guys got going on? No, yeah, I don't use nothing. Like, I, I, don't, I don't put a cone out or nothing when I'm working out. I see when I, my workout is, like me, my trainer, I have probably like two or three rebounders. Yeah. And that's about it. Like, if someone's if I need some defense, I'm not gonna put a cone out there. I'm gonna have one of the rebounders guard me, and it's gonna be like a real, yeah, real, real game live rep. And I think that's another thing. A lot of people they work out and they do these drills, and it's like you're doing them half speed. You're not. I tell my little brother that all the time. Like, yep. you can go do it. Like, do a, go a one dribble, two dribble, pull up at the free throw line, and you pull up. You just pull up like nobody's guarding you. I'm like, you gotta shoot every shot like you like you're shooting it over me. <laughs> someone's six six, someone's six seven, six eight running at you. Yep. Six ten wingspan coming out, closing out, you gotta shoot it over that every time. You gotta jump, you gotta put arc on it, you gotta go full speed every time. Game speed during workouts, is that something that you've changed you've felt change over time, like from college to the NBA? 
and just doing things game speed. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, I learned so much. In your workouts, I mean. Huh? In your workouts, I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I learned so much once, once I got to the NBA. Like, things like, it's crazy. You learn so much growing up as a kid, and then you get to the NBA, and there's some certain things that they tell you to do your whole life, and they tell you, no, we don't do that here in the NBA. Like, it's crazy. But, I mean. Well, one of the things is, uh, is, the, is the midi, right? The, the, the mid-range. I remember we were talking about this last year uh, during summer league, um, and they were t- telling you about, well, we're you know we try to stay away from the mid range if you're going in there, get to the rack, um, or or stay outside. And you've developed, I mean, you've always had this from you know since we were young up, yeah. uh, is that that lost art of the mid range. So how have you like have they been good about you getting to your spot? you know, in the mid-range and kind of bringing that back? Yeah, I mean, they obviously don't want – it's all about numbers. That's how they're going to look at it. It's like you can't have – we call them uh, non-paint twos. That's what we call them. So, like, if you don't get it in the paint and you're just pulling up, like, we can't shoot ten of those a game because we're probably going to make three. Right, right. You know yeah. Yeah. Like the average, and that's a twenty-seven percent shot in the NBA. So it's like the average mid-range is yeah, mid-range pull-up is twenty-seven percent. Shit, they better add your stats in there. I know that ain't twenty-seven. God damn it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But it's no, like, they rather have you shoot a, a three than a mid-range pull-up. Yeah, because the numbers are higher. What about at Kentucky? Was was Cal the same way with that, or because I know. Cal. Cal wanted me to get to the mid-range more than – and he loved that. Did he? Yeah, he loved the mid-range for me. Because they, they pride themselves on getting guys ready for the league quick, right? Obviously, you being a one-and-done on a, you know, long list of guys that have done that there, um, they pride themselves. What was, what was different about Cal and, like, his approach? Tell me a little bit. We never really talked about exa- – I mean, I've heard some stories, but I want to hear what, like, Cal did for you um and how he got you to where you are what he helped boost me and cal like a a, it was a different relationship while i was there because he coached me and he he like obviously taught me helped me walk me through things but like the main guy that was really coaching me was uh the assistant coach kenny Payne, and he he just changed my whole mentality just like He just knew, like, I don't know, it was something about, it's something about KP that just changed me. He just was like, if you want to be, like, we, he was like, you're coming to Kentucky because you didn't want to go to Wisconsin and be a, a spot-up shooter coming off catching shoots and jab stepping and faking high and going low. That's what he told me. Like, that's why you came to Kentucky. So we're not here to make you no spot-up shooter. You you can go be what you want to be. Show yeah. us what you want to be. So he, they really – let me go and let me do that. So, I mean, Coach Cal, he just taught me how to be a pro, just how to go about things, how to be professional. You know, he just holds guys accountable. Yeah, he, he definitely does that, and it's it's worked over time. But going back to what you were saying about, about KP, what kind of, like, I mean, they really let you loose there at Kentucky, huh? I mean, yeah, for sure. I think – KP, we used to work out every night and like literally every night. We used to go in there. We would only, we would condition the whole night, all night, just condition. That, he, that was his thing? 
Only time we were touching balls if we were doing conditioning to a layup. We weren't shooting no shots. Like, it was straight conditioning all night. Really? <laughs> Every night. I would work at like 6 a.m., 5.30 with uh, and do skill stuff. And then I would do practice after class around like 2.30. Yep. And then I'd have like a tutor at like 6, 7, 8. And then I'd go with KP at like 9, 10. We would do all conditioning. For yeah. Who'd you, uh, who'd you work out with in the morning? Uh, the other assistant coach, Joel Justice. Joel Justice. Uh, no, I've heard a little bit. So he kind of skill-wise, you know, he pushed you that way, and then KP did little skill and conditioning? Yeah, for sure. Gotcha. And those guys, you still stay in touch with them, or? Oh, of course. Those guys, I love Kentucky. They just, like I said, they gave me a, a platform to be able to just go. Right. And they helped me chase my dreams. Yeah. I, I mean. Still be in Wisconsin. <laughs> That's where we're going right now. There, there, there's, there's definitely going to be a large viewership from our from our home state uh, when we drop this. But you know, you there was a lot of people who were bitter. I'll, I'll never forget. I was sitting outside like English. I think I had English in the in the morning, and I remembered you know a few weeks ago uh, before that. I'm looking on and I'm scrolling through, and you posted on Instagram the edit that you were going to Wisconsin. Yeah. What the? Like, because we talk constantly, and I'm like, bro, I, I didn't even see this coming. So I call you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. A couple weeks later, all of a sudden, I'm sitting outside waiting for English class to start. It's like right before that first bell, whatever. Um, and I'm, you know, screwing around in the hallway, and I look down, and it's this big note from Ty. <laughs> It's right off the notes app. It's about this long. And I'm like, I don't even got to read this. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And then that's when chaos ensued in the whole state. I mean, I had, bro, I had kids Snapchat me. They had Wisconsin number one generic jerseys that you get from Shields with, they, they wrote with Sharpie Hero on it. And then they, they would snap me back and they'd, they'd be like burning it and they'd be crying. And I'm like, bro, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. So walk me through when you, cause we never really got into it. I know some crazy stuff went down, but you decommit from Wisconsin thinking you got a better opportunity, which I mean, hey, yeah. you're wearing Gucci's glasses. So, I mean, you're, it worked out, but tell me what happened when you did decommit. Like what were some of the first things or things that stick out in your mind? Uh, I just remember we talked with the coach at Wisconsin. He wasn't happy. Uh, you know, he wasn't happy. I mean, he lost to McDonald's All-American. I'd be pissed off too, Ty. But anyways, yep. Yeah, he wasn't happy. I fell for him. But it's like Coach Guard, he like, he's chasing his dream just like I'm chasing mine. So. Right. And the thing, like, when I was looking at, like, colleges, I'm thinking, like, you know how many coaches would leave their school to go coach at Kentucky? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good way to look at it. I've never heard you say that. I like that. Coach Guard, let, let Kentucky call you and say, pull up. <laughs> Who's pulling up? Right. <laughs> so right. I'm not trying to hear that. Like, I wasn't tripping on that. Everybody would have went to Kentucky. It was, a, it was a business decision at that point, yeah? Yeah, I mean – I'm going to go somewhere. If I'm going to go to Wisconsin, I'll be there three years. If this Kentucky thing don't work out, I'll be there for three years. So it don't even matter. Three years or go make something happen. Right. So, but no, I think I liked, um, so that happened. 
coach guard. I remember that. And then I just remember like the, the everyone in Wisconsin hated me. I don't care. Like everybody. You were the most in, in literally 30 seconds, you became <laughs> the most hated person in the entire state. Yeah. Like I've never seen anything like it. Now there was people in my circle, like telling me like, you know, like what's going to happen, right? This isn't going to be pretty. I'm like, yeah. Chris, Chris Hero was probably one of them who said it, right? Just like a disclaimer. He, he really didn't. I don't know. He wanted me to. He didn't want me to go to Wisconsin. I know that. Right, but he knew what was about to happen. Yeah, I mean, because there was people calling him that were like, if he does this, it's going to get hectic. <laughs> but it got hectic. Tell me what got hectic. I mean, the fans were crazy. Because you were how old at this point, uh, junior? I was a senior, right? I was a senior. This was your senior year? Yeah. Okay. October. And, yeah, I decommitted then. And, yeah, the fans were just not happy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that you say this stuff. Like, yeah, like, they were mad. I don't know. I don't know what I've said about something. Like, <laughs> yes, of course they were mad. I was mad. I was like, damn, this is my home state, but all right, let's do it. So I was, I was somebody who kind of put it together because, I mean, in their own respect, Wisconsin, you know, they just won a Big Ten title. They're, he Guard has done something with that program that I don't think a lot of people expected coming off the, the Bo Ryan era. You yeah. know what I mean? Normally there's that letdown point, but, I mean, they're successful in, in what they do and how they do it. But yeah. I think people finally understand now they're seeing it. Like, you made the decision based on the fact that it wasn't the right fit for you. So, you end up, you know, decommitting, going to Kentucky. What were uh, some instances where you remember, like, people doing stuff, saying stuff? Anything stick out in your mind about that time? Um, I remember people were telling me that, like, they hope I tear my ACL, like, like that. I don't like stuff like that. You can say literally anything, bro, but don't say, like, I don't like, like, Injuries, I don't like that. I don't wish that on nobody, even. Right. Like, and then, like, another thing is don't say nothing about my family because now you're tripping. So, right. So I was like, <laughs> and now everybody was just saying everything. It was coming from every angle. Like, someone said, tear my ACL. Someone told me to get hit by a bus. <laughs> for everything. Like, but that, that was just, it was just like, it was whatever at that point. And then. I feel like, I feel like a little part of you liked it. Yeah, I wasn't tripping at all. I liked it. I know you were. I know you were. You're crazy as hell. That's why. But then um, I, I just remember my senior year games, every game was sold out. Like, and the other side was wearing all Wisconsin, every game. That, that was the go-to theme, wear Wisconsin? Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. I remember kids were wearing Kentucky Snake 14 in the middle. Like, they were painting their own shirts. Like, it was crazy. It did get wild for a little bit. That That is nuts. I loved it. I know you did. Especially, like, when the crowds pulled up to the game. All, I remember Bobby used to tell me. I used to text Bobby during, like, before our game would start, JV would be going on. I'd be like, what is it looking like? Like, what's it? He'd be like, oh, yeah, they're out here, all Wisconsin gear, and it's it's packed. People can't even get in. I'm like, all right, bet. <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> what, what was your – what's your most, like – What's your favorite memory from high school basketball? Not not AU, high school basketball. Yeah, high school. Um, I remember that state run. My sophomore year was fun. That was a fun group. Yeah. 
Um, you got a specific game? Huh? You got a specific yeah. game? I mean, I had 49 against Ike uh, Eisenhower, the brother Eisenhower. Yeah. Uh, at our house, we had four, I had 49. Then I had that was a fun game. I literally didn't miss. I was not, I didn't miss. <laughs> oh, trust me, I know. Anytime I play and get on the bus, I would check Twitter, and sure enough, let me see how many shots Tyler missed tonight two or three. Or then that night it was zero. I was like, yeah. <laughs> it was that game was lit. I like the game I had scored 2000 was fun. Um, yeah. What, I love the – we played Pewaukee in the conference championship before they beat us in the playoffs my senior year. And that game was – that was probably my – the most fun game. That was lit. Yeah. At 39, 25 in the first half. Didn't miss in the first half. Second half, they had like three dudes on me. And I was still cooking. It was – it was – but it was crazy. And we ended up winning that game in the, in the conference championship. Man, do you my favorite one of my favorite memories. I tell people this all the time. This is one of my favorite Tyler Hero quotes, and I got a lot of them. I got a lot of them. Don't worry, I got a book of these things. But one of my favorite ones. I'm gonna see if you can finish this quote for me. All right, <laughs> we're on vacation. Me and you, we went to Florida, right? Yeah. We thought we were, we thought we were you know hot stuff. We're running around. Uh, taking shirtless pictures, and I still got baby fat, but whatever. <laughs> so, Tyler, I wake up, and uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna go get some shots up. But before we went to get some shots up, I'm thinking, all right, we're like sophomores in high school. You know, we're coming off you know good postseason runs. Uh, we gotta get stronger. I say, yo, Ty, yo, let's go to the weight room. <laughs> let's go to. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. You know where I'm going? Yeah. Right. Say like, quote. I already know what you're going to say. You want me to say it? Yeah. All right. So I'm like, yo, Ty, before we go get these shots up, bro, I saw the weight room in the hotel. Let's go down and uh, let's get a quick, like, 30-minute lift in. <laughs> he looked at me and said, what? <laughs> it was like that. He said, lift? <laughs> said, yeah, bro, y'all don't lift? He said, Sh and I'll lift when somebody can guard me. I'm like, oh my God, bro. So I went down and did some chest, you know, a little couple presses, and then we got to it on the court. Chilled. I think I think he came down to the weight room while I lifted and was messing around on the elliptical or some shit. <laughs> he was like doing this. Well, I was oh, not trying to lift at that point. Are you lifting now? Yeah, I'm, I lift now a little bit. Yeah, but not nothing like heavy, crazy weights, huh? A lot of like calisthenic stuff, band work. You guys do a lot of band work. Yeah, band work. Um, at this point, we're just trying to stay strong right now. Right. All right. So a lot of you submitted uh, questions to to my Instagram, to Overtime's Instagram. We're gonna knock out a few of those. Um, some quick hitters. Tyler Hero is gonna answer your questions right now. So T, uh, somebody wanted to know why do you wear number fourteen? Uh, fourteen has been my number since uh my freshman year of high school I honestly I remember I don't know how it was for you but when we're when I was a freshman I was I was the last one to pick my number yeah so that's you, same, same for me you already stamped you already team captain as a freshman yeah yeah <laughs> like that I had to I had to pick my jersey last and I was like 
it was like 14, like 36, like, all right, I'm gonna just take 14 because I'm 14 years old. So I'm like, let me take that one. And I was yeah. just with a sense. I actually changed my number to five. I remember, I don't know if you remember that, my junior year. For a year, didn't you? And I ended up getting hurt. So I'm like, oh no, I'm changing right back. So I went right back to 14. Got a little superstitious on me. Yeah. Um, all right, Dominic Morrow, he, uh, he's asking, have you ever doubted yourself? Whether, now I was gonna go into that too at Kentucky. Did you ever go through a point, you know, in college basketball or at a specific practice or point in your career? You know, because a lot of kids, you know, just assume that everybody who's at the top is like just some like different animal who never went through adversity. Yeah, uh, I think I knew I was good enough at Kentucky because uh, we played in the Bahamas and I had killed there. And then, yeah. but I struggled my first couple games at Kentucky. We lost to Duke, and then like our next couple games, I didn't shoot well. Yeah. Um, but it was just all about getting your confidence back. I never really doubted myself. Um, but obviously, you know, you go through shooting slumps and stuff like that. But it's all about just being confident. And eventually, if you know you put the work in, I mean, there's not really much to worry about. Right. So you 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 prided yourself on having confidence based on on your preparation, yeah? Yeah, for sure. Tell uh tell them how how many hours you would put in during like your high school run, you know? And we heard about college and how much time you put in, but I think some of these kids you know, get it distorted in their mind about how much, you know, what this takes, the level of commitment to yeah. be at a division one and then NBA level. Yeah, I think for me, it was all about just, you got to know what's right for you and like what for your body. Not everybody can, you know, go just consistently go and go. I, for me, I've always been able to just wake up, go to sleep whenever and like wake up and just work out. Cause I, I'm just, I know how to get my work in. Like getting my work in is always my first priority. So I mean, think to play it, like, you know, to play the division one level, it's tough. You got to be really committed and want to yeah. really the game. Now that, that bleeds into my next thing. My next question is from Tony Cirillo three. Uh, what were adjustments you made in your respective game uh, games to continue to succeed against D one defenders? When you came out of high school, you were a scorer. When you went to Kentucky, you knew it was going to be a scoring position. But yeah. now the defenders and the athleticism level changes. What, like, adjustments going into that season did you did you make, if any? Um, I think I had – I started jumping higher on my shot, getting it off quicker. Yeah. Like I said, you know, you got to shoot everything, do everything like there's someone 6'8 running at you. So – that's really what I did. I mean, getting my shot off quicker, getting my handle tighter, um, just little things, getting stronger. It's all, I really haven't changed my game. If you watch film, I still do the same things, just sharper and more clean and against better people. You know, but I mean, it's really the same thing. So you took, you took, what you're saying is you took what got you to this level, what, what continued to make you good, and then you just refine those things? Yeah, and just add on to it. Yeah, I think a lot of times players go through this this slump, um, myself included, where you find yourself trying to, you know, reinvent your game or invent who you are as a player. And the guys that have that steady incline are those who are really, really, they tell you it growing up, be really good, be great at one thing if you want to play this game for money. Would you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Like, you got to do something different than other people. Like, something yeah. like – 
you look at everyone in the NBA, you, you know what they're here for. Like, you can be like, okay, this guy can do this. This guy does this. This guy does this. So, I mean, everyone knows their role in the NBA, but it's all about just, like, like you said, I don't, I wouldn't ever try to reinvent your game because it's like, yeah, then you're at the wrong spot or you're just not playing with confidence or something because I think you, you should always be yourself out there always. No doubt. All right, that was a few questions from you guys. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll continue to push through this and then, uh, you know, maybe throw him two more uh, right at the end here. But, you know, T, before we, before we get out of here, want to talk, you know, a little bit more about your NBA career and where you're at right now. Um, go through, you know, your pre-draft workouts. What, what, what did that look like? You know, interviews, choosing an agent. Was that a very hectic time in your life? Uh, not really. I only went and saw one agent, actually. Um, really? Yeah. My Excel, right? Yeah, Jeff Schwartz. Um, so he, he um, my dad met with all the agents. Agents were hitting me up forever. So, like, my dad would just talk to him. I never talked to any other agent but my agent because my dad would just talk to him and we would, uh, he would tell me, like, this guy's a good guy, this guy, we're not messing with him. And then, yeah. So he said he thought Jeff was the best agent. Ended up meeting with Jeff. I like Jeff and his team. And then uh, stayed with him. And then they, well, I did my pre-draft in New York uh, yeah. out there with Excel. We doing our pre-draft out there. It, it, was, it was fun. Yes, yeah, so you, did, you did the, like, pre-draft where it was you. I know Kyle Guy was part of that group, a couple other guys. And, uh, and then you ended up – did you do any individual team workouts? Huh? Did you do any individual team workouts? Uh, yeah. Oh, you say with team like throughout the process? Like going to yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those workouts where you're at their arena and stuff, not just the one where they all come and see you. Yeah, I worked out with six different teams. So it was uh, the first workout was Boston. Yeah. Fourteenth pick. I was going there if Miami didn't take me. Then it was San Antonio, Indiana. Um, Minnesota, Miami, and Orlando with six teams I worked out with. How surprised were you? We talked about you getting drafted. How surprised were you to see yourself go lotto? Because we talked, you were like, if I had to put money on it before, you know, going in, it was, it was Boston at 13 or 14? 14. And you ended up going 11? 13. 13. Okay, so how surprised were you that Miami took you? Not really? Uh, I, I wanted to go to Miami, obviously, like, oh, I love it out here, so. Yeah, you look like a walking Miami right now, boy. <laughs> you, look exa- you look like you embody everything about that city, but yeah. I am walking Miami, bro. <laughs> yeah, you definitely are, but you, good thing you didn't end up in Boston. You would have developed a, an accent. You would have got more pale than, than we already are, uh, and <laughs> you would have been cold just like you were in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do it out there. Yeah, either could Tom Brady. He even left Boston. He said, I hate this place. I'm going to Tampa, baby. You just did yeah. a little earlier. Can't blame him. But, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I thought I was, if I had to put money on it, I was going to say 16 to Orlando or 14 to Boston. 14 to Boston. So, you were, you were going to fall somewhere in there and you figured that would that'd be good. Were you nervous about it going in? Because there's always that threat of, you know, kind of dropping. Yeah, I didn't know, for real. Like, I'm like, 
you go, you sit down, and you wait for your name to get called. You don't know. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> real, like, real draft. Like, you don't right. know. And you were you were in Radio City. You were at the at the draft, so you walked up. So you really, I feel like that's even because if you're at home on the couch and something don't go right, something falls through, you get on the phone and figure it out. Right. But you're there. I mean, that's that's got to be a little nerve wracking, yeah. No, yeah, it was. I didn't know where I was going, so it was like my family was at the table, and then my agent. Yeah. And you just wait for your agent to get a phone call. Like, yeah, we're taking them. Did they feed you there? Uh, yeah. Was it good food? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Did you eat before the draft? Uh, a little bit, like maybe a sandwich like this big. Yeah, I was going to say, you should have ate wearing what you were wearing. Uh, you're dumb <laughs> to drip some barbecue sauce on it or something. <laughs> For sure. Hey, show, show the people the hair. You still got the braids in? I know you don't got the braids in, but I'm you got it chopped? Yeah, I'm chilling. You're going with the, the short look now? I'm trying to get like you. All right, I'm in quarantine right now for the next few days. I can't, I can't do nothing. No fade, no, I'm bummy right now. That's not what you're working with. But I thought you were going for the, you and MGK started to look a little bit alike. You ever get that comparison? Yeah, I get that too much. Oh, too much? Everybody said I look like him. You like his music? I've, I haven't heard his music for real. You haven't heard his music? You know who he's dating? Nah, I heard he be out here though. Megan Fox. <laughs> <laughs> so he's doing well for himself. It's not a bad comparison. I'm doing well too. Can you rap like MGK? Uh no, no. Can you rap at all? Nah. I mean, I'm not gonna make you do it on the show, but come on, but can you rap a little bit? Yeah, I got a little something to me. Yeah, you've been hanging out with Harlow. That's what happened, see? <laughs> What's up with him? Where'd that relationship start? Uh, I think just being uh, both. Being in Miami. Yeah, but no, nah, him being in uh, Louisville, I was in Kentucky. Yeah, he's somebody coming up in the industry that, you know, you guys can relate on a few different things. Um, you were just with him down in Miami in the studio? Yeah, he uh, pulled up to Miami. Uh, we linked up. Uh, he made some music. He's fire, bro. He's, I'm telling you, Jack Harlow is next. <laughs> I'm telling you. No, he's, he's nasty with it. But how's it, you know, being around, you've always kind of surrounded yourself with people who he's got the similar mindset, I would assume, right? Because we yeah. don't get along with people generally unless they're on the same wavelength. No, yeah, he, he's locked in. He's, he's really uh, – like took big steps in his career as far as year by year, like where he's at now is crazy. I think he's really gonna be really up next. Just listening to his music now is so different than when I like listened back then. So much like, yeah, his, his next tape he drops is gonna be crazy. Yeah, you, you know, is he name dropping on that one? Are we gonna hear Tyler Hero in a Harlow song possibly? Yeah, we might hear something like right, that. Stay on the lookout. Uh, that might be unreleased info that we can't put out there, but we'll see. No, I, I think it's cool that you're, you know, you're around, now you're around other industries too, where you got guys who are doing something different, but on the same, you know, like I said, wavelength, are they, in terms of motivation and, and how he goes about, you know, his life, you uh, connect with him that way? 
Yeah, I always look at other guys, even my teammates. You know, they every everybody motivates me to just keep pushing. And that's why you got to surround yourself with good people. You know, that's right. we've always hung around each other. But who's the hardest worker on that Heat team other than you? Uh, I'd say Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, it's crazy. He makes the most money and works the hardest. That's. I feel like that's always the best teams. They talk about your best player's got to be your hardest worker if you want to have a chance. Yeah, he is. He works hard. Yeah. No, that's that's good stuff, bro. That's good stuff. Um, all right. Last few things I wanted to to hit on that I have down here. I saw a little little tattoo peeking out from the left hand. Yeah. Can I see it? My my, my mother's name Jennifer. That way she can't yell at you about it, right? Right. I got okay. it tatted now. She can't say nothing. Did she yell at you? <laughs> nah. No key, no. No, they ain't yell at me for my tattoos. How many you got now? Got one right here. Got one, these two right here on my chest, and then I got some stuff on my leg. Yeah, see, now you're worrying me a little bit, all right, because you went to Miami, and I'm sitting on the couch. I'm like, all right, this is great. I'm happy for my boy. I almost wish they would have sent his ass to Boston or Minnesota or something because whatever he gets around, he's like this, like, living, breathing thing of that city. And when it's Miami – I love Miami. Florida's cool, but damn, that can be a lot. So what I don't want, actually, I can't say it. If you want to do this, do this. But you know who else played for Miami? White dude, all tatted up. He looked like his jersey just pit, like fit right into his whole body. Don't go Birdman on me, all right, man? Uh, nah, you got more tattoos than me, <laughs> You got more colorful tattoos than me, though, so I win that one. Yeah, but I mean, I wanted colorful tattoos. Hold on, let, let, let's see. The, can you show off the leg one? Or are you waiting for uh, Orlando to show that off nationally? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if people can see this. Uh, keep keep that down then until somebody sees it peeking through the the sock and the uh, and the tights in Orlando. You can't see this. Uh, uh, what about uh, everything that you're doing right now? What are you doing off the court that people might not know about? Anything you know, moving gears, turning. I know you're a little bit of an entrepreneur. I know you are. You don't got to hide it. Man, I'm trying to cook. I have an idea right now that, you know, I'm trying to, trying to do something with. Yeah, don't put it out. Don't put it out too much because you got to get it patented first. But I'll you're be, yeah, I'm trying to do something real creative with this, just everything. I got something cooking up. Do you think, I, I feel like, because when you were younger, when we were younger, it was, you know, I mean, you dress like whatever. I mean, it was like Nike techs and whatever. Like you were just clean, nothing crazy. And now as you've developed, would you say that style and fashion has been something that kind of grew with you in your game? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like how I dress on the, off the court is how I play on the court. Like I'm out there. You're, gonna see yeah. me. you're, goofy, you're goofy as hell, I think, is what you're going for, right? <laughs> yeah. I saw the Instagram today. I was hoping you were going to wear – it looked like it was like – Before I got on here. You changed just before you got on? Yeah, just I'm, before. I'm tight because I hope – if Overtime can find that right now, screenshot it and put it up right here. <laughs> he's got like a – he's got like a tight tank top, right? Like checkered pink or whatever. Hard. I guess that's hard. I, look, I, I'm going to have to – no, nah, just kidding. I'll never get to that. You, that is your arena. That is your area. I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to get my blue jeans. 
and some cowboy boots and, and I'll be good, all right? That's what I'm saying. Everybody has their own swag. That your swag is your swag, mine is mine. I don't know why people comment on what I wear. Like that's weird to me. To it me, is weird. Yeah. Like you're telling me you put this stuff on and don't think like somebody's gonna say some shit. <laughs> I don't say anything about what other people wear. No, I know, I know, but you're definitely. It, it, it happens. I swear. And this <laughs> is another Miami thing. Is like. As these, like it's performers, it's athletes, it's any of these guys, as they, as they get more and more like, is it a comfortability thing, like with yourself? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely comfortable. With yeah, I mean, look at like what some of these rock stars wear. I mean, like old stuff, like you look at like Lenny Kravitz and, and stuff like Prince. I mean, they were, they were out there, but that was just like, it was almost this thing that had to be, it was, it was just them, you know what I mean? it is that's how i dress i know i know you're gonna end up wearing like skin tight leather vests to games with nothing on underneath <laughs> no i don't know maybe if i like something i see and i like it i'll probably wear it what's the number one designer brand in your mind right now or can you even say that because you're trying to work with something more? uh what do you love right now not not number one what do you love right now I don't, i've been shopping like i don't really go for designers i like just like high fashion designer, I don't really. I had a little stint where I was doing the Dior for a little bit, but like, I found a couple websites and stuff where it's like same exact quality, same stuff. It just doesn't say Dior on it, and it's just as fire to me. Right. So I mean, I shop. I like to support like the smaller like designers like that because they they send me a lot of stuff for free. So I mean, yeah. just supporting like small local. Um, Guys like Daniel Patrick. Shout out Daniel Patrick. That's your stuff right there. Yeah, that's tough. That's his, his. Are you uh you ever thought about moving into that industry? Yeah. Eventually. Down the road, or are you gonna you gonna wait and get locked in and then try to move into there, or something you're always thinking about? Uh, I want to get something done with fashion eventually. Like I said, I'm I got something cooking up. Uh, but I, I'm I'm with Nike right now, so. Right. So it makes things a little bit more difficult that way. Yeah. I got you. I got you. All right. It's that time again. We are going to wrap this episode up. Great sit down with Tyler Hero. But before he goes, he's got to play the, the game that we create. By we, I mean the people who are smarter than me that create these things. Today, we're going to play Hero or Zero. Um, and I'm going to go through, see, like this little play on words. See, I'm not this smart. But Hero, meaning our superheroes, uh, or zero. He's going to get a superhero, two names, and he's got to pick which one should play that superhero. T-Hero, you ready? Yeah. Let's All do it. Right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Number one, for Captain America, who are you casting? Uh, Michael Phelps or Michael Jordan? Captain America? I don't, I've never watched that movie. Tyler. I've never seen Tyler. that movie. Okay, do you, do you understand the concept of who Captain America is, though? No. Wow, you don't watch Marvel movies? No. Bro, next time I come to Miami, we're going to get a big old thing of popcorn and just, you know, you know, have a little boys' night and we'll watch Marvel. But you got to figure it out. Captain America is Captain America. He's got a USA shield. The most patriotic between Michael Phelps or Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. All right, bet. All right, Wolverine, Pat Bev or John Stockton? Pat Bev. 
All right. Number th- that's crazy. John Stott, that's crazy. Okay. Uh, number three, Superman, Cam Newton or Kawhi Leonard? Cam Newton. Okay, I like that. Now let's briefly talk about Patriots going to be above or below 500 this year? Above. You mess with Cam? Yeah, he's fire. He's nice. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see him in that offense. Okay, okay, okay. Ant-Man. You've seen Ant-Man or know about Ant-Man? Maybe. The Ant movie? No, that's a bug's life, but we'll get through it. Oh, the Ant movie, too. I just seen it on Netflix like two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ant-Man, Manny Pacquiao or Muggsy Bogues? Uh, Muggsy Bogues. All right. Keeping it in the industry. Number five, Thor. Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali? Muhammad Ali. <laughs> I really throw him like that, bro. I swear to God. Muhammad Ali? Yeah. Okay, I like that. But you seen Mike Tyson? You seen videos of him? Yeah, he's going crazy right now. Coming back at 50. Could you take a right hook from Mike Tyson to the no, face? I wouldn't even think about it. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to think after it. Okay. Number six. Number six, Wonder Woman, uh, Diana Taurasi or Serena Williams? Serena Williams. Okay, okay. Uh, the Flash, Usain Bolt or D-Wade? D-Wade. All right, keeping it in Miami. I figured that one. Okay. Same is uh, D-Flash. D-Flash. You, uh, does D-Wade come around a lot? He's around the facility and talking to y'all? Uh, not really. Not really right now. Nah. Not really right now? There's family and stuff going on in L.A. Yeah. All right, Iron Man. Vince Carter or Tom Brady? Vince Carter. Okay. Spider-Man, Odell Beckham or Cristiano Ronaldo? Spider-Man? Yeah. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. What? <laughs> Who? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what his name is. Christian. No, Chris. Say it Cristiano? again. Cristiano? Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yeah, Yeah, you want him? He's nice. All right, all right. You guys kind of got the same cut now, too, for real. Yeah. And, uh, okay, last one, Incredible Hulk, Gronk or Zion? Zion! Yeah, 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 I like it. Bro, Zion's been winning these games, like, every week. But, all right, there it was, Hero or Zero. My guy Tyler Hero in the Gucci Blades. Uh, we just wrapped it on up, uh, and, and we appreciate you guys listening. T-Hero, I love you, bro. I appreciate you coming on, man. Sure, I love you, bro. appreciate you. All right, good luck in the bubble. We'll talk soon, okay? All right, bro. appreciate it. Yep.